of Manic Mixtape. I am Foxy Foxy and that is Dan Calichico. <laughs> um, we don't have a whole lot in the world of music news. Dan and I have both been busy with our uh, life. G- gimmick life and real life. <laughs> Very true. Uh, for, the, for those of you who don't know, gimmick means fake. Sort of. Kind of. But not I really. Work, yeah, it is. We, bo- we both work a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh the nerd news is a i mean nerd news the music news is a little That's later on, uh, a little on the uh low side however it is going to be a jam-packed episode because randomly today we figured out our topic thanks to listener and uh, partaker in the twitch feed gm specter who put up one of those things that you see on like instagram or whatever that are numbered and you have to list like your favorite this and you know place of this and blah blah, blah and it was all music based so, of course, I'm like, that would be a great show. And Dan's like, want to do it tonight? I'm like, I'm so down for this. So thank you, GM Spectre, for figuring out our topic of the night, because honestly, we really didn't have one. I'm about to yell at him to make sure GM Spectre is here. Yeah, we had nothing. Again, we've been kind of busy with real life that we, we remembered the show, but we kind of failed to prepare for the show. Yeah, I see. Now, <laughs> the thing is, is quite honestly, I leave. Nerd Herders, I leave up to Damien and you mm-hmm. and Craig. I'm just the facilitator. And Manic Mixtape, I leave completely up to you. But sometimes I would like to add stuff. And this week is a perfect example of that. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a second. But yeah, uh, yeah so I completely unprepared. I Listen, not for nothing. And, th- and this is a humble brag, but I don't mean I don't want I'm not a martyr. I don't need credit. I work 10 hours a day. So sometimes I forget stuff. I'm a stay-at-home mother. I forget everything. Yeah, exactly. I get. Uh, it. I live on post-its. I don't even know what I had for dinner, and I had it an hour and a half ago. I do. I try. I had the. Uh, you know what I had for dinner? Incredible. Oh, you had for dinner. Yeah, I had the Applebee's Incredible, which I really shouldn't have because the noodles aren't gluten-free. But thank God for probiotics, because I'm totally fine. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. As a bad girl, I had gluten yeah, today. That'll do it, though. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Applebee's and me anymore. Well, it's not a favorite, but when you say you have, like, pasta bowls that sound really good, and you're right next to Barnes & Noble, where I spend most of my day on a Saturday, you there know you what? Go. It works out. In- Understood. That'll do it. <laughs> All right now, uh, other than the one news tidbit that Dan wanted to bring up and talk about, the only thing I have to mention is that it was the unfortunate death anniversary of the much beloved Prince, which right. sucks so much. However, yeah. I do recommend if you are on Instagram, please head on over to Lenny Kravitz's Instagram. He posted a beautiful, beautiful video of when him and Prince were doing a guitar solo on stage. Blew my mind. I even shared it in my own Instagram feed because it was like they're two geniuses just going at it, and it was fucking spectacular. I uh, I, I said before we talked about uh, Prince before that unfortunately Prince is somebody I knew of. Like, uh, 
that was a surreal day. GM Spectre's here. GM Spectre says uh, that was a surreal day when he passed. Yes, Bowie, Bowie, Prince Mm -hmm. uh, were like immortal, I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still like, even though we, we, you and I have immortalized Bowie before in the show, it's still like, he's not really dead. Mm hmm. Yeah. Those were like, Prince, I found, okay, I found both of them very surprising, you yeah. know? But like, again, those were two artists where, you know, they had such a clean track record and they're always just pumping out, you know, music and hits and their passion for music itself. I thought they would last a little bit longer than, say, like Keith Richards or some, you know, that's just an example. So I think that's what more so came as a shock to both. And yeah. I mean, I'm still not over either. Sometimes I can't even believe, like, I've come to terms with Bowie's passing, but like, I still can't compute that Prince died, you know? I unfortunately, like, I knew who Prince was because of Batman. You know, as a six-year-old, you're like, music by Prince. Well, see, because the interesting connection is Prince and Danny Elfman, which we'll talk about later. But uh, it's one, unfortunately, like, Prince was always there. I knew the hits because they're mm-hmm. global. Mm-hmm. You know, Prince was global. But on, it wasn't till that Super Bowl. I, I love saying this because I'll tell anybody this story. It wasn't till that Super Bowl halftime show where he what amazing i don't think anybody other than hardcore prince fan, it's like me with genesis there are certain things i know mm-hmm. that uh, yeah. joe from kentucky will never know i had mm-hmm. no idea he was a guitar player i had no idea he was that good of a guitar player and on that halftime show i was like new respect not that i needed to validate prince yeah no unfortunately it wasn't until after he died that my friend john um, who is Genesis, huge Genesis fan. I met through the Genesis site. Sent me a hell ton of Prince music. And I listened to it. You're like, oh, well, I missed this. This sucks. Oops. Right. Oops. Uh, GM Spectre said Lemmy had that effect as well. At the time. That, yeah. it, that It's easy to show, associate them with different eras. Purple Rain, Batman, the symbol, anti-Sony, Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. what James, but yeah, that's a good breakdown. Yeah. And I know that now. And I know that now the only other exposure to Prince I had was the Kevin Smith story. And when he, when he died, Kevin went on this tirade of apology to him. And I'm like, he didn't need to apologize for that. It was the way they interact. Like, you know, he didn't say Prince, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not like, but it was just that's how he dealt with them. It was that situation. And if mm-hmm. if I had like, for instance, if I was Kevin and I was a director or if I was a podcaster that anybody knew and I worked with Phil Collins and Phil Collins treated me like that, I'd have a crappy story to say because I grew yeah. up listening to his music and I'd be really angry. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you discover Prince. I discovered Prince after and it's like, wow, man's a genius. <laughs> And to find out that he has, what they say, it's about 100 years worth of material in the vault. That's mm-hmm. apparently that they're arranging to be released. And I'm like, I'm down. Let's oh, do yeah. it. You know, not, not, not to mention all the things he did for other artists and other songs he yeah. wrote or not even lyrically wrote, but like comp- 
posed like jack of all trades. Yeah. And could steal your girl while wearing high heels. Steal your girl and your boy. Like, <laughs> no. right. And apparently, hell of a basketball player. Yes, let's not forget that. Which Everybody. He confirmed, he confirmed in an interview, me and Danny were watching that that is a true fucking story. And it's Danny's not here as well. Like, extending anything. That was all legitimately true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I loved I, it so much. Listen, when that aired, I took it as truth. I was like, Oh, I think that's got to be true. There's yeah. no way that that a story that outlandish and it's about Prince is not true. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And it's a great thing where, you know, everybody was quoting. I'm uh, uh, I'm Rick James, bitch. The Rick James version of that bit, which is the, you know, the true mm-hmm. whatever it was, the e true Hollywood story. And it was select whatever the bit was. Everybody quotes that. But even the Prince version of that was my favorite. Uh, all right. Uh, so the, the other uh, news uh, tidbit in the music world that was going on is the big, uh, I, I don't want to be uh, offensive, um, douche canoe festival that goes on yearly. <laughs> Coachella. Yeah. Coachella. Yeah. I really you know. don't like sounding like that, but like I'm when you, when you really watch stuff about the festival attendees it's so it's less about the music and it's so yeah, much I, more I, about the influencer fashion and it's like it's more hey place. look i i went to i went to coachella yeah no i don't care mm-hmm. about those people i don't give a damn about those people i have never in my life watched the live coachella broadcast i didn't Ever. even know it broadcasted live yeah, yeah, they usually, it's usually on TV, uh, and I don't even know, I'm fairly certain this was the first time that it was played, it was broadcasted live 100%. Huh. I think, I don't know, I've never watched it before, but usually I'll read, because Arcade Fire is always there, mm-hmm. and actually Arcade Fire was there this year because they were taking the place of the Foo Fighters as the headliner. Um. That's neither here nor there. My streak of not watching live is over because I watched live this year because it was announced a while ago that one Danny Elfman would be performing at Coachella. And this was supposed to take place before pandemic. Right. And then since in in that time, his new album came out. So there's new material. So I, I didn't know what I was going to expect. Even though he explicitly said solo material, score work, Boingo song. It still didn't really hit me. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to do Boingo songs. Well, <laughs> holy shit. That was, excuse me, let me take my gum out. I'm being serious here. <laughs> that was one of the most amazing shows I'd ever seen. And I'm just going to say right off the bat. I don't think he will because, and I'll explain a tidbit I discovered about Danny Elfman that I didn't know. What picture? What picture came from? I I, I don't know what you're talking about, GM Spectre. I'm sorry. Um, I think he means like what scores, like what motion pictures. Oh, I'm, oh, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in a second. I got the set list because to say the word mind fuck does not do this justice. Because I'm like, how's that gonna work? 
he did his one of his new singles sorry that's how he so, what am i canadian sorry sorry <laughs> he opened with that show uh, that song then did a boingo song which he actually it's he did the version that he covered he actually did the phil thing where phil covered a genesis song on his first solo album did it completely different uh danny delfman didn't really make it completely different but this new lyrics to it because he kind of updated the song called insects from boingo boingo then they did that then this man okay so this man has an entire huge orchestra at the back of the stage with a big video wall behind him a full band the drummer from sting's live shows is the drummer and west borland on, on guitar okay then this guy and the conductor is the guy who's been working with him in boingo since 78 Steve Bartek is a his arranger and conductor who does all the scores with him. He's on stage live with it. Then they do the the Spider Man theme, and I mean his Spider Man theme from the first three Sam Raimi movies. Then they do the Spider Man theme. I think Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man. Which, P.S. Michael Giacchino, Giacchino, Giacchino. In, in integrating that into his score is one of the most brilliant thing I've ever heard, but that's another discussion for another time. Another Boingo, two other Boingo songs, Nothing to Fear and Just Another Day. I'd say classics, classics in my opinion. Great song. Then he does A Nightmare Before Christmas Bed. He does Jack's Lament into This is Halloween into What's This in the striped jacket. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, no, oh, picture of him. He's pretty rich. Oh, yes, that's where that picture came from. I'm going to talk about that in a second, GM Spectre. Stand by. <laughs> Hold on, Foxy uh, and GM Spectre. Okay. Then he does the breakfast machine, which is known to everybody as the main thing from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> then he does another solo song. There's another Boingo song, Insanity. Then the Batman theme from 89. Another solo song. Then they do the Simpsons theme, which is integrated with like this hardcore version in the middle. Like the band starts playing it, then it goes back into the original version and ends. Crazy version. Another Boingo song, another solo song, an Edward Scissorhands medley, which was beautiful. Dead Man's Party, Alice in Wonderland's theme, another solo song, Happy. And then this is what blew me away. They ended the set with a Boingo Boingo song called Who Do You Want to Be? What? What did you do, Danny Elfman? You're 68. And let's get to the picture that GS Spectre was talking about. About six songs in, this man takes his shirt off. And he's in better shape than most wrestlers at 68 years old who still rest. I mean, the dude is ripped. And I didn't know what to, else to expect because, you know, when he shows pictures of him in studio in some shots, you see the gymnastic rings in the background hanging from the, his studio ceiling. I'm like, are not for him right he's no they're for him they're for him he took the shirt off and the whole chat on youtube was like 
men and women go, oh, including me going, oh, oh, all right, Danny. (laughs) Just another day. Okay, Jan Spector says, just another day is my favorite Uncle Boingo song. Uh, Foxy, do you watch Stranger Things? Not yet. Okay, so I, I don't know how to explain that. It's a great song. Just another day is an amazing song. The dude did a greatest hits of scores and Oingo Boingo songs. I don't care at all respect. I don't have anything against Billie Eilish and Arcade Fire is one of my best bands. That was the best thing I've ever seen. Nothing topped that. Nothing topped that. There's no, I, I wish people, I wish more, because I explained who Boingo was at, or Elfman was at work. And they all know, oh, Danny Elfman does scores. And then I say the words, well, you used to be in the rock band. They go, what? <laughs> then you mentioned Dead's Man, Dead Man's Party. Oh, yeah, I know that song. Uh, yeah, of course you do. Weird science. The older people who are closer to my age are like, oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly told me a tidbit that I did not know. Do you know what he makes the most money on? No. Okay, I guessed the Simpsons thing. That's what I would have. He doesn't. He makes no money off the Simpsons theme because he got paid to write the song on a flat fee that's over. But here's the trick of how he technically gets paid off the Simpsons theme. His voice is at the beginning singing along with the choir, the Simpsons. That's Elfman and a couple people. He gets residual checks every fucking time that song is played. And that show is aired live on, on their season in reruns on Fox alone, on FX, and every other network that, that gets played all over the world. That dude gets paid. That's insane to me. That's insanity. I, that blew my mind because I'm like, of course, Elfman's rich. He's been working nonstop since 78. Uh, you know, he, his, his house is huge. And of course, he's rich. I didn't know why, though. <laughs> of all the stuff he did, the Simpsons theme and not even the theme, just his voice on the part. The Simpsons. Unreal. I. It, we should all strive to be Danny Elfman to just have two seconds of a sound that plays on TV, yeah, never have to work again. Holy shit. And the top of it all, the PS to that story is, is that dude wrote that song on the way home in the car talking to Matt Groening. The PPS to that story is the version of the song they use in the intro is a demo. <laughs> what? <laughs> a demo? Stop that. You can't. Danny Elfman won the weekend. He yes, did. he did back. Good. I'm sorry. He did because it was. Yeah, because it was um, it was no, it was all over TikTok, and like, I'm like, okay, Danny Elfman's there. Cool. Immediately sent it to you. I'm like, what the actual fuck? This is awesome. This is amazing. And that was, of course, the entire time I'm sitting there going, this audience better appreciate this type of shit. Because that's pop culture 
in like decades of fandoms that are like cult classics in a nutshell. Here's the great thing. I thought the audience sucked. They didn't. I think they were confused at first because there was people there who were like, oh, it's great. It's Danny Elfman. And then they open with the new song and then it goes into the Spider-Man theme. That's what everybody was like. Oh, oh, is this this guy? Once by the time they got to this is Halloween and the the nightmare before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the PS the PS to that story is, is I saw the TikToks that you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. They they were going nuts. It was just poor audio work, which brings me to the point after the show and not until after you're done watching this. If you go to the Coachella YouTube they're re-airing it with a proper mix. They're re-airing the concerts with the final mix mm. because the mix was pretty bad. It's a live show. All live yeah. shows sound like crap. Uh, and Elfman in particular, because Elfman, like another guy I love, which is Phil Collins, is a perfectionist 101. Like, he was like, the audio bothered me. It bothered me. He's like, I loved the show. It was amazing. I can't believe it. I've d- 27 years since I've been on stage as Danny Elfman. Boom, boom, boom. But the audio is bad. So they're replaying it with fit the corrected audio. That's good. And I'm ripping the crap out of that and burning it to an HD DVD or HD was it 2004. I'm burning it to Blu-ray because you can't top that. No, nobody topped that. And again, I haven't even watched the arcade arcade fire set because I keep going back to the coach, the, the Elfman set. The most amazing thing I've ever seen. I'm done gushing about the guy. All I'm trying to say is, if you listen to the show and you haven't tried listening to Oingo Boingo, you don't know what you're missing. There are two bands that I discovered in the last 10 years that I absolutely yell. I go to sleep and just to go back in time to yell at younger Dan, go <laughs> because I can't believe that I miss them. And I get angry that the public didn't catch on to these bands. Oingo Boingo is one XTC is the other. It's mind numbingly stupid. When you look at what charted that year versus this band's uh, singles, you go, what? Why? How? How did that not go higher? Now, the argument, because one of my best friends, uh, Rusty uh, Cyrus, excuse me, um, huge Boingo guy. He's the one that sent me all the stuff that I was looking for. Like, I haven't seen this. I don't know what this is. Send me all, when I started getting into him, and you know the Ghostbusters connection. We're not going to recap that. Um, was like, because I, I said to him once when I first discovered them, I listened. I was like, I can't believe this band is not. How how do they not catch on? And his reply was, Well, gee, I wish I could w- write two five hundred thousand copy selling singles. I was like, Okay, fair point, but still, still, residuals on old themes. That's what Joyzy Danny said. Or Danny said, Why am I calling her that? Like we don't know who that is. Yeah, and yes. Jim Spector says back to school. Oingo Boingo is the band playing in back to school. Yeah. Got all about that. Wow. That's a movie I haven't even thought about. And you like. It's a good one. Yeah. You know, the scene we always go back to Kelly and I talk about is the uh, Sam Kinison scene. Him (laughs) About Vietnam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He he finally just snaps a danger field snaps back at him. Very good. Great seed. All right, I'm done my Boingo drink. I'm just saying, search Oingo Boingo, search them out, 
Go to our playlist. There's going to be a couple of those there. I'm going to put a bunch of Elfman stuff in there. And for God's sakes, listen to Danny Elfman and look at pictures of him and dream as I have. I want to definitely see his set. I so want Now that you said that it's like gotten, I need to see the set. I just, I'm I still kind of in awe that it was pulled off because you go into Coachella. Now, you and I have mentioned it's kind of a look. It, most people go there because, look, I'm at Coachella. Here's the selfie. Yeah, it's very influencer fashion. It's really, it, it doesn't seem like they're there for the music. You know, no, most of them aren't, but you then yeah. forget there are actually music fans there that really yeah. want to see their bands play. And you would think, okay, there's no way, especially with all the douchiness in the audience, that you're going to throw a band up there and an orchestra and that's going to play. I, I, again, I'm still kind of amazed that I watched mm-hmm. that. I, I, I I'm not overreacting. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I, I hope, I really hope that he tours that. And as I just stated with the Simpson thing, the man never has to work ever again, and he tr- does anyway, so I doubt he'll tour. Um, the reason why he left Boingo was uh, he was losing his hearing in an ear. Oh, I can relate. And he was like, I- I'm done. And he's like, I'm just going to do scores. <laughs> and then him being in isolation like everyone else with COVID started writing again. Ironically, the first thing he released from uh, isolation as he was starting to put these ideas down for an album was a song that didn't get on the album, which was a rewrite of another Oingo Boingo song, one of my favorites, which is called Running on a Treadmill. And he added a lyric to it to encapsulate how he was feeling in 2020, 2021. Great song. That putting that on the list. <laughs> God, I was so happy. I was so happy. That's such a good Greg Legans. It's a dead man's break. What's up, Craig? Hi, Craig. Mr. Legans. Yeah, D- Dead Man's Party. They played that. And oh, that was the cool thing. I uh, forgot to mention, I set it up and then I didn't knock it down. Bartek, the composer and the guy who's been working with him in Boingo for years for Dead Man's Party, left the podium and put the guitar on and played guitar. Like it was Boingo again for that song. Nice. Very the nice. only thing it was missing, and I was talking to Rusty about and I swear I'll stop talking about it. The only thing I'm just excited about it, and it's my show. Or it's our show, but you know what I'm but you get my point. Yes. Uh the drummer for Boingo Boingo, I think highly underrated guy, uh Vatos. I did not miss him because the drummer for Sting is amazing. It's the same guy I saw. I saw that Peter Gabriel Sting co uh, mm-hmm. headlining show. And he's Sting's drummer. The only thing that was missing was John Avila, who was the bass player from Dead Man's Party on to the end of Boingo. He's a great bass player. My friend Cyrus actually wrote an album, and the bass player on it was John Avila from Boingo Boingo. <laughs> so uh, he's he's one of the he's one of those bass players that nobody talks about because nobody knows who the hell he is. But he's work. He's a session guy. He works with everybody. But he got to start as bass player for Uncle Boingo. And Elfman is a percussion and bass guy. Those songs are very percussion driven, which goes along. In my opinion, we've talked about this in an early episode. Bass okay. and drums go hand in hand. If you have a bad bass player and a, and a good drummer or vice versa, and they can't find a rhythm together, band sounds like shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm really done. <laughs> 
Okay, well, much like myself, if you guys have not checked it out, go on to the YouTube channel for Coachella and check out the live footage of Natalie Elfman's with the rest. I'm going to. I'll probably be doing I am, I'm ripping it. I'm going to share it with everybody that I can. I cannot I cannot wait to hear the, the, the new version of it. Nice. <sighs> and on to tonight's episode, which if you guys didn't hear before, all of the technical difficulties is something that actually we kind of swiped from one of our listeners, GM Spectre. <laughs> thank you, because we didn't have any idea what we we're going to actually talk about tonight. Um, and it yeah, is one of you, those like, in, yeah, it's one of those like Instagram meme things where they have like a certain amount of things that you talk about. And this one is called Ask Me About Music. So Dan and I have are going to be answering all 28 music based uh i guess questions there's no question marks but like you know, statements or fill in the blanks type of things which is going to lead to a very interesting playlist <laughs> yeah right. are we going to fit all 28 we're not going to fit all yeah. of these but yeah okay why not okay, why okay. Not? spotify Fine. you can you can make an endless playlist of course based on whatever is available on spotify yes uh, Okay, I have the list right in front of me right now. Let me put that over here. Okay, ask me about music. All right, first one, of course, is your favorite song right now. Not of all time. Favorite song right now at this very moment. Oh, am I going for it? Uh, Darkness of the Heart of My Love. By Ghosts off of the new album. That's uh, my new favorite song right I wonder now. who that band is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Bit. I love that song right now. That's a, that's an amazing song. All right. Uh, I have to pick two only because I know one is not an option to put on on Spotify. It's on its own separate podcast type thing. Uh, okay. So the one that you can't find, unfortunately, is called Bad Mother, which is a uh, a mashup of Donna Summer's Bad Girls, which is my favorite Donna Summer song. Mm -hmm. Mixed with Danzig's mother. I knew it. I knew it. It is the best fucking mashup I've ever heard in my life to hear Glenn Danzig synchronize so perfectly to the disco sounds of Bad Girls. And I'm not even like they it it mixes so beautifully. I'm gonna send you the YouTube video for it after the show. It's sheer perfection. Thanks, TikTok. <laughs> uh, the other song that right now is a favorite of mine that is <laughs> wait, finally on hold, YouTube. Hold on. Wait, wait. You didn't tell yeah. me what they're calling it. They're calling it Donzig. It, Donzig, yes. <laughs> it's great. It is the greatest fucking thing in the world. That's funny. Winner. But um, I've mentioned this song before on a, pre on a way previous episode about my favorite song right now is Anything Anything by Drama Rama, mostly because the original recording of it is finally on Spotify. They only had the live version on Spotify for years. And now that the original is finally on, I have been playing it nonstop as if it's brand new and I just heard it for the first time again. So that, that makes me very happy. By the way, I'm pretty sure I also just saw it go. Yeah. It's walking. I was like, no, that there's nobody here. Um. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Put that Number on the two. Because I want to hear that. All right. Number two. Your favorite song of all time. 
So you're doing this on the fly, so maybe I should go first. That way you could think. No, no, no. I'm good. I was just wondering if you could okay. hear my dog barking. Yes, I mm. do. We both Lily, got that paranormal activity up. going on. Yeah. yeah we, we both got the paranormal activity. Pro- uh, just so anyone's curious, prior to us recording, when Dan and I got on, an orb flew in front of me, went to the side, then behind me, bright as all fucking hell. Which is, yeah, so technical difficulties we're blaming on the ghosts residing in our houses. Yeah, and <sighs> I just have a, I have a request of the ghost. Sorry, I was closing my door. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's helping, because I can still hear it as loud as it was before. Uh, ghost, if you could actually boost the signal instead of killing it, you do what you want. Just right? boost that signal for me. No, yeah. I can answer this. Favorite song of all time, Claire Deloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually the favorite songs of all time are no-brainers. You can pick that out right away. And just in case it's uh, not on Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, my my other favorite song is Me and Sarah Jane by Genesis. That's the one I thought you were going to go with. Yeah, well, I've known Claire DeLune longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or have I? Have you? Maybe not. <laughs> oh. Mine is Close My Eyes Forever. By Lita Ford with Ozzy Osbourne. If I my eyes forever. Love Why not? that song. Hell yeah. Favorite Why not? <laughs> Number three. A song by your favorite band. I, I, but I... Is it the same? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, no. Because mine is Roots by In This Moment. If I just a song by my favorite band, Duchess, there. Gee, by Genesis? Yeah, come on. (laughs) I love that. That's cheating. (laughs) Said by my favorite band. Song by my favorite band by Damien Dragon. Thunder. ACDC's his favorite? Yes, it is. You know that. (laughs) Oh, good. She's barking upstairs now. Thanks, Lily. You can't really hear her on the other side. I can. Okay. A song from your favorite album. Mm. Cool. Mm. I'll go okay. while you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go go ahead. Because the whole album? Yeah. One song off of a favorite album. All right. Well, my favorite album, one of my favorite albums is October Rust by Typo Negative. Technically, their sophomore album, yet really not because they had two EPs before their original. And my favorite song off of that is My Girlfriend's Girlfriend because it is a very unlike Typo Negative song. You would not, you would expect it, but wouldn't expect it when you're a fan because it has that kind of sleazy, discoy porn feel. Oh, all right. And my girlfriend's girlfriend. There you go. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joyce Danny, uh, Danny says, song by favorite band, Sweet Sister Mary. Uh, oh. Off my favorite album, Can Utility mm-hmm. and the Coastliners. Take a guess on the band. 
Genesis? Yes, it's off the album Foxtrot. <laughs> We're only hanging it. We only I, I only have the thing hanging signed by the band in my uh, hallway. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know. That was I just remember I consider I call that my favorite. It really, if we go to the Genesis, it's really how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling landlines down on Broadway. How are mm-hmm. you feeling tomorrow? How are you feeling today? Mm, shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember as a kid, Foxtrot kind of blowing my mind, and that's my go back to. So I, I, I just consider Foxtrot my favorite. And I was going to pick Supper's Ready, but that's 22 minutes, and this is a long list already. So we're going with Katie <laughs> yeah. Tilly and the Coastliner. Yeah. Great song. Great song. All right. Number five A Good Song for Road Trips. This one was difficult because I have an entire road trip playlist that I've created. So <laughs> this one was difficult, yet not at the same time. Running down the dream, Tom Petty. Oh, that is a drive fast song, by the way. Bohemian Rhapsody. Queen. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because all the songs that I have on mine, they're about driving and you want to drive fast. But I'm like, nah, you got to have at least one Bohemian Rhapsody in a road trip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, honorable, <laughs> honorable mention to another Queen song. I'm in love with my car. OK, I'll take it. I love that song. And I know people are like, I hate it. I'm like, well, you're wrong. You, you be nice to Roger Taylor, you son of a bitch. Um. I want to mention something Danny just said. Carry on my wayward son. I'm not making fun of you because it is a classic song. But I can't hear that song the same way after hearing Guar cover that. (laughs) And if you've not seen Guar cover Carry on my wayward son, then you are not living. If you've not seen Guar, you're not living. If you've not seen Guar... You're not living. But if you've not seen them cover Carry On My Wayward Son and go into it, if the, like be able to take self-deprecation like I can with Genesis, because mm-hmm. I like a good joke about Phil Collins at his expense. South Park. Never, nobody. Whenever somebody mm-hmm. says you get offended, I always bring up. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. By the end of that episode, Phil Collins had a Grammy shut up his ass. Yes, he did. Uh, so shut up. Um, they take a lot of swipes at Kansas before they play the song. And then they do this really awesome sounding version of the song. It's like, it's crazy. It's one of my favorite things that exists on planet on the planet. I'm going to, I'm going to see if that's on Spotify. So I can listen to it. Oh, that'd be great. If that's on Spotify. He changes the lyrics. Odor. This is before Odorous died. Mm-hmm. Um, and he changes the lyrics a bit. <laughs> Carry on, my wayward son. Get off the couch and get a goddamn job. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliantly done, though. <laughs> Return of Sleazy P. Martini running for president. Oh, God. All right, number six. This one I actually left blank. I figure I'll just answer it as I go because I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. A good song for studying. Mm-hmm. I can give you a good album for studying. All right, I'll give you a song for studying. 
I, I, well, yes, uh, Danny, anything classical, but my go to when I think about studying, I think about the yeah. old days in, in school. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot about Pink Floyd, uh, Adam Hart Mother, oh, Adam Hart Mother Sweet. See, I was thinking more along the lines of like Enigma, but <laughs> 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 I couldn't, I'm just gonna write Enigma. And just yeah. pick a song. They all sound druidic and chamberish. <laughs> Can you do? All right, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Gdish. Yes. All right. Okay. Where were we? we are Thanks. on number seven. A song that you used to like. Step by step, new kids on the block. You don't like that one anymore. Ooh. Uh, you call you got me there. Really? Um oh dear. Girl you know is true by Billy Vanilli. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. No, I got it. A song that I used to like that I hate now. Mm-hmm. King of the Nighttime World by Kiss. Okay. And I don't like it now because A, it's a cover and B, the original is much better. <laughs> and I found, and you've heard it. The original is on one of the credits rolls for the first season of what we do in the shadows. Ah. And I'm listening. Cool, well, that's how I found out it was a cover. The Kiss version is a cover because mm-hmm. I'm listening to that version on the credits and i automatically do the assumption oh they covered who covered kiss it completely changed it i mean thank god because kiss and then you do research you're like uh, oh <laughs> oh <laughs> right. uh so that the kiss version sucks <laughs> mine is let it go <laughs> By what, Indina Menzel? Is that her name? I think so. Sure, yeah. I was a Frozen fan for a little bit. Yeah, I, I was a Frozen fan for a little bit. I loved the song Let It Go. And then it just got annoying. Nah, Cold doesn't bother everything me. Everything anyway. about it, everything about it got annoying. And now I cannot stand the song. I cannot stand anything Frozen. Yeah, sorry about that. It's fine. <laughs> Brave is better anyway. Brave does not get the attention that it deserves. <laughs> Thank you. That is my like favorite favorite one. I love Brave so much. It's great. It's a great movie. Yes, because well, never mind. She's not. Never mind. People need prim, proper, and perfect. She's not. So everybody's like, no. Yeah. Seriously. No. All right. Number eight. A song that your parents like. Uh, memory <laughs> from Cats. Both of them like that one? Well, my mom does. Ah. Uh, a song that my dad likes. 
a lot of it's the same. So I'm trying to pick something that he likes that I don't. Mm-hmm. I'll cheat a little bit. I'll cheat too. How about that? You're going to ask him? No, no, I'm not going to ask him. Um, I like this album. I hate the artist. Uh, And I'm going to pick New York Minute by Don Henley. uh, Because fuck Don Henley. (laughs) Did I ever tell you the Don Henley, uh, uh, Brian Wilson story? No. Okay. Brian Wilson, for those who don't know, Brian Wilson, the genius behind the Beach Boys. And people go, the genius behind the Beach Boys. Yes, get past the surfer rock. They wrote probably one of the most influential albums. Let me rephrase that. They wrote the most influential album of the time, which is called Pet Sounds, which is why Sgt. Pepper exists from the Beatles. It's all because of Pet Sound. They had a friendly little competition going where, well, they do that, we'll do this. It was Years later, I don't know where the book signing is. I don't know what the book signing is, but Brian Wilson is signing books. And up walks Don Henley to get him to sign a book for him because Don Henley of the Eagles, Hotel California, Life in the Fast Link, that band, um, is the Brian Wilson fan. <laughs> so he, he introduces, I'm Don Henley. Brian, nice to meet you. And Brian Wilson. Oh, Brian Wilson writes the book to Don. Thanks for writing great. He stops, looks up for a minute, thinks, scratches out great, and then writes good songs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's goddamn funny. Uh, Brian Wilson doesn't have a filter. Brian Wilson yeah. isn't on our planet. Uh-uh. That's yeah. one of my favorite things because he. I, can you imagine just me, Don Henley, going, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do? Wow. Oh, God, I love Brian Wilson for that. Uh, now, let's see. My parents, songs my parents would like, which is funny because they're, I don't know how to speak about both of them when only one of them is here, but like their music tastes both kind of. Two totally opposite directions. Yeah, two same. totally opposite directions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my mom, that was pretty easy. Uh, Pitbull's first American single, I Know You Want Me. That's her shit. That is her shit yeah. right there. And my dad's, I'm going to have to look for it. I know it's on Spotify, but I don't know the name of it. Uh, the main song from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The movie. I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow. That one. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! Him with that song when that movie came out. Okay. <laughs> it was insane. All right. Yeah. I am a man of concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, he she- loved musicals, so when that one came out, he was just all, all about it and just loved loved that song so much. Number nine. (laughs) I'm cheating with this one. A song you want to see live. I'm going to cheat with this one. I'd love to see me and Sarah Jane live. Okay. That ain't ever going to happen. They played it on one tour. They never played it again on another tour. So 
Du hast by Rammstein. In the original God, German. Yeah, I want to see that one live so yeah. bad because the flames and this, the stomping. Oh my God. That song itself is an experience. Now, a song that you have seen live. Uh, rats. Is my voice crack? That one was good live. I agree. But I'm not going to put the same song. <laughs> Mine. Are you going to go my way? Lenny Kravitz. Which I will still say. And people need to go see him live. It is amazing. All right. A song from the 70s. Benny and the Jets. Ooh. Right. I was going to go more obscure. But I, For some reason, I determined hours ago I was answering that one with Elton John's song. Uh, I was going to originally pick Love Lies Bleeding. Great song. Uh, but Benny and the Jets, man. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, it's a fucking great song. <laughs> yeah. uh, I went with person we talked about in our little news bit i want to be your lover by prince there you go a lot of people sleep on that 1979 album so good well they're stupid <laughs> they i mean one could argue i'm stupid before. one could argue i'm stupid for not getting into him until he was dead so nah better late than never no <laughs> yeah better no? late than never i could say yeah better late sure. than never all right. Sure, he's dead, but yeah. <laughs> A song from the 90s. Then she appeared by XTC. You by Candlebox. Oh my God, I forgot about that one. Love them. Very underrated. They got a lot of shit back then, believe it or not. Reason why that like they actually kept making albums prior to their self-titled. The sure. second one was actually quite good, but they had gotten a lot of shit and almost blacklisted because they were a put together band. They weren't like out there doing like the Seattle Grunge thing together as a band as one. They were all put together. And the first band signed onto Madonna's uh, record label Maverick. And since they were the first ones, of course, they were getting all this special treatment and everything and blah, blah, blah. So they almost, yeah, they essentially were like, they were looked at like a stain upon the grunge world because you guys weren't all touring together in vans and, and Madonna. I hate this fake. You must pay your dues too. Oh, shut up. I mean, exactly. Up. It's not to say they just because they weren't all a band before getting signed doesn't mean they weren't musicians before they got signed. But yeah. So for those of you who don't know, there's a story about Candlebox. I I I, <laughs> I, I, I want to compare that to uh, I'll 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 do a wrestling uh, reference to that. Um, like a year and a half ago, 
I'm, I'm telling the story for you. I, I saw Rip Rogers and all respect. I have nothing against Rip Rogers. Don't know him enough. Don't really care. Um, but I, I saw him post something to the effect of that. Uh, these kids will never drive thousands of miles and miss their families and be broke eating potatoes on the floor of a hotel. And I'm like, well, don't you want it better? Like, why? I, what? Why? Yeah, why might, does that? They, they, yeah, like they might not go through all that, but that's right now because they really don't have to. Why? Why does that have to happen for you to consider them a wrestler? Why? Why? Why does a person who wants to be a doctor or somehow change the world? I'm a liberal, uh, by the way. I know you're, my tears are making you happy. Uh, but why does somebody who wants to make the world better have to go in debt to their death? Because okay. you did. Shut okay. up. Sorry. No, I understand. God in damn terms, it. In, in, in terms of the entertainment industry, and this is under the umbrella of art, writing, you know, wrestling musicians. It's uh, it's because of the whole starving artist cliche. You know? It's, it's the starving yes. artist cliche. You know? And just because why? We, no one really has to do that anymore. I mean, granted, I still think maybe some of them should get paid 20 bucks in a hot dog. But... <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. No, no. It's a... It, Listen, don't get me wrong. It's a good way to weed out people that deserve a handshake and a hot dog, but yeah. come on. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> All right. Number 13. A song from 2021. That you like. Okay, The Lightning. The Lightning. Oh, 2021. Oh, um... Listen to anything from 20. Oh, I'll pop mine because I go first. Hold on. In 2021, there was only one real song that I truly liked, and it was brand new, obviously. It's a Levitating by Dua Lipa, and only the remix version with Madonna. Oh, yeah, no, wait, I got one Mm -hmm. Haunted House by uh, 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 McKenna Grace. There you go. Uh, for those who don't know, that's the song at the credits of uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, the years they put on this were weird. They went 70s, 90s, 2021. It's like, yeah, uh, shut up. Shut up, dumb list. What? <laughs> Completely skip the 80s. And all that. Well, most of my, all my shit's in the 80s. Yeah, mine too. All right. A romantic song. Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. The better as the, woman. World, as the world falls down, David Bowie. Oh. Mm-hmm. God. Oh. Can I change mine? <laughs> that song Ooze is romantic. Can I do an honorable mention? Yes. And only because David Bowie. Yes. And I, and I know 
people are going to argue hundreds of other artists and songs, but I think, and this is even against my favorite band, Genesis. One of the, the most romantic song that I have ever heard that will make me cry. will make me tear up to this day when I hear it is where are we now by David Bowie? I, you know, the song, right? It was rhetorical. Yeah, I know. As long as there's sun, as long as there's rain, as long as there's fire, as long as there's me, as long as there's you. Both sound straight up and just like wedding vows. Fuck. God damn it, babe. When he passed away, Dean and I were talking because uh, he's a huge Bowie guy. And, and I asked... And I asked almost sarcastically, but I didn't mean it that way. Like one of the few artists that absolutely got better. He might not have been as popular as selling in many records, but there's not one person on this God's green earth that could argue with me that he didn't get better as he aged. Not one, one, one single solitary fucking person could tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. The fact that he wrote that song in 2013, when there was already 40 fucking years ahead of him. Uh, behind him, I picked that over a Genesis. Uh, over Genesis, just saying. That's an honorable mention. I'm just okay. <sighs> <laughs> okay. A sad song. Wish you were here, Pink Floyd. Mm. You can it encapsulate encapsulates many things, mm-hmm. but very generally about loss. Yeah. Which is literally something anybody in the world, everybody, whether you're rich, poor, a dictator, a president, uh, a ditch digger, or, or a, you know, a person on Wall Street, loss happens. Yeah. Uh, I chose Nutshell by Allison Chains off of their Jar of Flies EP, which is probably one of the deepest fucking albums. Can I ask a question? Yeah. And I don't mean this in, in a, uh, and we're getting several uh, suggestions in the chat. Okay. Um, is the song sadder because of what happened? Yes and no. Uh, it was one of those sad songs before he passed, you know, very introspective, very, it resonates when you're depressed type of things. Sure. But then hindsight kicks in now and it's one of those, yo, you basically just wrote your letter type of things. Like now it's like, wow, I know I I get what you're going through now. Like, you got the feel for it then, but then afterwards, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But then we jump up to a positive song. Positivity. This, this too shall pass by OK Go. Ooh. That song came out right after my stepfather died. Oh. Really good timing. You can't keep letting it get you down. No, you can't keep letting it get you down. 
It's a simple song. Uh, and I know people are going to go, yeah, but it's because of the video. I prefer the marching band. They did two versions. They did the big, huge production version and their big, huge video. They always did. They, they still do to this day, do big videos with their singles. Mm. And it's great. And that's all well and good. But at the same time, they did a live marching band version in the middle of a field. And that's the one that gets me going. It's them. It's the band in marching band's uh, uh, gear with, uh, I forgot the school, with a huge marching band doing that song live. It's, it's wonderfully done. And that's the one that's like, hell yeah. That, yes, we're all good. I just had to change mine. So one like popped in my head after the fact. The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. I don't know that one. I... You don't? No. Wow. I will after this list. Yes, it is a very uplifting, positive, don't take no shit, pop, punk-ish, I don't know what you want to call it, type song. It's so good. I don't Side note, Jimmy... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I know, Jimmy Eat World, they just posted this like maybe two months ago. I still, I can still remember it because it was funny as shit. They're, they were uh, making new merch. Mm. And they put out a PSA. They were like, uh, to all the upcoming bands in the world, when you pick a band name, make sure the acronym is appropriate. I'm like, Jimmy, eat, we're, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> they, they didn't realize it until they went to go make new merch this year. And they spelled out you? Yeah. They're like, Oops. oh, we can't do this. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, that's I didn't you know what I didn't recall one of my favorite people in the world is J. Ellis Weinstein who was original uh, Tom Servo and uh, sidekick on Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the first season but it wasn't till I saw him live with Cinematic Titanic which is an offshoot of that in 2011 where he did it he you know they would all do bits before they would group up and do the movie live uh, he had to explain, you know, his name is Josh Weinstein, but he picked for SAG John Josh Elvis Weinstein, which was a problem later because it spelled out Jew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, and he is a Jew, which makes it funny. Ah! <laughs> wow. Oh, brilliant. Okay. A holiday song. Okay, this just popped. In, the first one that popped in my head is how I'm playing a lot of this. The first one that popped in my head is Joel the Lump of Coal by the Killers. Every year through almost their entire existence, they have done a holiday Christmas song. And they've gone from the really fun to the really jokey to the really sad to the really happy. And one of the ones they did was Joel the Lump of Coal. (laughs) I'm not telling you about it. I'm putting it on the list, and when you hear it, I need you to text me back. And everybody out there who's hearing my voice, go listen to the, go to our playlist on Spotify, or just go to Joel the Lump of Coal. You're welcome. Joel, Joel the Lump of Coal, happy as a lump can be. It's fucking hilarious. And it's good. It's a good song, too. All their Christmas songs are really good. 
Oh, don't miss your... Uh, God damn it. What? Jamie Drang was like, where my heart finds Christmas by Harry Connick. Fuck him. <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. That gorgeous son of a bitch. Oh, shit. Kelly just came in here and was like... <laughs> when I first met Kelly, she had a big HD wallpaper of Harry Connick Jr. on her work computer. If that explains anything. You know, I just like him because he's a goddamn prodigy and he was funny in Independence Day. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. I, was, I meant that sarcastically, by the way, David. I, I have no problem with Harry Connick Jr. I just knew it was going to get her to rouse. Uh, Danny says Christmas in the Hollis, which just makes me think of Nakatomi Plaza. And uh, you're not... Foxy, you not know that one? I've, no, I'm, I'm just like, wow. Everyone's thinking Christmas music. Okay. I know you're gonna go with Halloween, but the only reason why I know what <laughs> you're I know what you're doing, but and people should have said, How did you not think of Ghostbusters? Because the first one I thought of was Joel the Lump of Coal. I thought you were gonna go with This is Halloween by Elfman, to be honest with you. No, because I figured you were gonna pick This is Halloween by Marilyn Manson and I didn't want to pick you don't 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 like Assume. Am I right? Yes. Am I right? Yes, yes. I know I'm right. Thank you. <laughs> I was doing it on purpose. Just play along with me. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. I knew exactly. As soon as I read that, I'm like, well. <laughs> I didn't want to go with Halloween because I knew where you were going with it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I love you dearly. This is not a slight on you. I just knew what you were doing. Like, you didn't know that Genesis being Sarah Jane was going to be on the list six times. I've had to change it. <laughs> Here's our highlight. Uh, I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> am I that predictable? Yeah. 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 So am I. <laughs> oh, uh, my Damien God. also said Dominic, uh, Dominic the donkey. That one's an underrated. That one doesn't get played as much anymore. It used to. Like, we had to burn it and then find it on Spotify. They don't play yeah. it on radio anymore. You know why I don't consider... Uh, let me finish my sentence before you yell at me. Okay. Halloween's not a holiday. Halloween's a state of mind, baby. I mean, I Christmas, I only do Christmas one time a year, and that's on Christmas. Halloween, I jump in and out of all goddamn year. See, and it I also helps... Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I cannot disagree. Right. I cannot disagree with that statement, but in the same respect, I almost can because Halloween is Samhain, which is a Wiccan pagan actual no, no, no. holiday. No, Therefore, no. it is a holiday. Let, let me let me correct. I'm not saying it's not a holiday. Yeah. I'm saying that incorrectly. You know what I mean. You know how yes. I mean it. For someone who doesn't celebrate that. Yes. It is a fandom thing where you do it all year long. Yes. Someone who takes it seriously, it is absolutely a holiday. I wasn't trying to. No, no, no. I, I know what you mean. This, this, this yeah. is more for the listeners yeah, as yeah. opposed to you. She was educating y'all. Yes. But yeah, no, Halloween's better than Christmas. But yeah, I just, Joel, Joel the Lump Cole's a great goddamn song. I, I, I kind of wish I put the ministry song on there instead a little less predictable. Halloween, yes. Manson, no. 
Well, yeah. I would have called you out for picking that just for picking it anyway. How about that? That's true. If you would have picked Mr. I'd be like, you're just not picking the one we all knew you were going to pick. <laughs> that is, yeah, I know. Way, I'm damned lose. if I do and damned if I yeah, don't. You, you're losing that. Aren't, you're losing that one. You don't yeah. lose often that one. You're losing. <laughs> okay. Uh, a song you recommend. Go first, please. Okay. Now, I got to preface this with the fact that this one took me a while to pick because... I gatekeep my really favorite things and I don't recommend much music to many people because I want to keep certain songs to myself and I don't want them bastardized. Sure. Yes. So I chose schizophrenic by nightclub. They are a two person industrial pop band, which is wrapping up their U S tour right now. I wish I could have seen that. I didn't as I suck. Um, Well, no, because New York sucks right now. Let's be real here. Um, But yeah, all it is is the the guy who makes the music and composes the music and the female lead singer and that's it no flashy bullshit just them two on the stage it's blood sweat and tears throughout the entire set nice and poppy like for industrial it's it's industrial pop which is a subgenre in itself interesting like I like it yeah dig it <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Back on Earth by Ozzy Osbourne, and I'm going to say it for two reasons. Why? Why are you saying that? Yeah, because yes, just yes. A, it's it's technically, it's not unreleased, but it's technically a B-side, because it was on that, the Osman Cometh box set came out in oh, 2000 or something. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite Ozzy Osbourne song. And you're like, wait, over this? Yes, yes. Back on Earth is my favorite. I go back to, I love that song. Um, Technically, it's the Osmosis era, which Mm is amazing. So underrated. Yes, too underrated. That and Ultimate Sin, way underrated. Mm -hmm. Ultimate Sin more because Ozzy's like, I hate that album. Excuse (laughs) me. He goes, I didn't like it. That was really good. I know. That was really good. (laughs) I know. No problems. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, back on Earth, it's just you know I say me and Sarah Jane encapsulates Genesis in a good five. Like when, well, what song would you want to recommend for Genesis? Uh, me and Sarah Jane. Why that one? Because the lyrically, musically, and t- length, it's a bit longer, but it's still shorter for Genesis, and it encapsulates everything good about that band, even from the Three Men era, in one song, in my opinion. Um. Back on Earth is completely like Ozzy in one shot. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people talk about Ozzy, they always talk about the perennials, and I always come in with a left hook and go, but this song, Back on Earth, it's one of my favorites. People go, what? I'm like, trust me, listen to that song. I never heard of that one. Yeah, nobody has. Great song. It's a great song to recommend to people that haven't heard anything Ozzy because it is like a perfect blend of what would make you want to go back into his history, but also forward into yeah. what came yep. after that song. Yep. It's like that right perfect mark. I love that you know that song so much. I love that song so much. I know I love it so I much. I remember buying that and just going, there's a lot of crap on that box set because it wasn't like a greatest hits thing. It was like a 
an archive thing. So there was a greatest mm-hmm. hits disc, live disc, unreleased demos, and were two discs of just junk, right? Junk. Mm-hmm. And that's on the beginning of it. Love that. I just love that song. I don't know how to I just love that song. It fit within the... See, because I just gotten a single disc of Osman Cometh. And yeah. And the single disc, you look at it yeah, almost... It's not really a box set. It's a double yeah. disc set. Yeah. And and you look at it like it's almost a, not necessarily greatest hits, but a... Uh, here's what you should listen to. Retrospective. Yes. Complete. And that song... If I didn't know it was new at the time, I wouldn't have thought it was because it fit the entire retrospective. It sounds like classic Ozzy. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, a song you just discovered. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be on Spotify. We're going back to what we do in the shadow. I have played this almost nonstop for a year. No vampires remain in Romania. <laughs> it might be because they have the complete soundtrack on. By King Le- Luan, Lon, I don't care. It's an amazing song. I, I don't care who does it. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, it's to the point where I was singing it every hour, every day, and you'd hear, mm-hmm. shut up! Dan, shut up. But no vampire? Come on. Uh, this month, just before this episode or the last episode, I just discovered uh, Corey Taylor's cover of On the Dark Side. And holy shit. Corey Taylor can do no wrong. This man can do no wrong. I don't Unlike care what Draven, says. who could do complete wrong. I said it. Yeah, because... Uh, okay, On the Dark Side was my favorite song off the edit, uh, from Eddie and the Cruisers. And always has been and always will be. And hearing he was going to cover it was like, okay, this could be interesting. It is so goddamn good. And then when the break happens, this motherfucker takes two other 80s songs that have the same beats per minute and could fit everything. He takes the break and decides to start going into um, R-O-C-K in the USA by Mellencamp. And, uh, oh, God, there's another one that he goes into at the same time that I, I can't fucking remember right now. But it's another 80s song that fits perfectly into that break. Wow. And then goes right back into, into the dark side. It is so cool. Okay. So great. When I played it for Damien in the car just after I put it on my Spotify... He was even blown away. Now, mind you, it's also like 8.20 in the morning, and we're like half asleep still after taking our son to high school. He tells me to crank it up. Nice. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Volume goes above 11. <laughs> but this goes to 11. <laughs> it, it, yeah, just discovered that. I also discovered his other cover of Rainbow in the Dark. Wow. Oh, okay. I don't like Dio. I don't like that song. Really? Corey Taylor doing that song. Wow. What the hell did Dio do to you? I don't fucking like Dio. You son of a bitch. I, no. I just don't. I hate. Holy dive! I hate his face. I hate. All right, he's dead. Show some respect. 
cannot. I respect what he did for the heavy metal community. However, he did not come up with the fucking devil horns. I don't care what he no, said. No, he didn't. No, no, clearly. You know, I, 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 I know all the Dio songs. I like them better when other people cover them. Right. <laughs> and I will only listen to it in full on the Stone Cold Metal soundtrack. That's it. <laughs> Stone Cold Metal was a great album. Just some respect around it, James Dio. <laughs> all of you. <laughs> all you bitches. All you fucking bitches. Okay. An underrated song. The King is Half Undressed by Jellyfish. And I'm only saying that because the whole fucking band catalog is underrated. And that's another band they look at and go, I, I look at the charts and go, fuck are you listening to? I mean, the band, this song did chart, but amazing. It's amazing. You'll hear. You'll hear. You'll see. I got Long Way Down by the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't think people realize they can go hard. Yeah, you know, after Iris became a thing and then they went total pop punk. Was that on the oh. Twister soundtrack? Yes. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll make it on my own. I love that song. And yeah. like I said, after after Iris, they became total pop sure. band. And it was like, no, they can go a little harder than that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. No, I know that one well. We've we've mm-hmm. uh, we've done that episode where we talked about the Twister soundtrack for like twenty five minutes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. All right, uh, this one's difficult because I don't understand how we can just pick one. A song you know all the lyrics to. I mean, well, right? Like, come the on. The entire Genesis catalog, the entire Beatles catalog. <laughs> The entire Madonna catalog, the, the entire, the entire catalog. XTC catalog, the entire Pink Floyd catalog, every '90s grunge song. Yeah, that's you know, cheating. Genesis. Yeah, we're not picking one metal. for that. Yeah, skip, we're not doing that one. Skip it that one. It's twenty-seven <laughs> questions. Okay, a song in another language. Wait for this one. This is the only one I picked ahead of time. Uh, While the Earth Sleeps, it's by a band called Deep Forest. With Peter Gabriel, I know, went back to Genesis. Uh, it's sung in Afrikaans. Even Pete sings in it. Because uh, Pete is a well-educated band. Um, it's a great song. It's great. It's very... It's got a pop beat to it, but the band is uh, was a band that signed to his real world, you know, the, world, the WOMAD World Music Arts, the international label. And he guessed lyrics on it. And uh, it's great. It's a great song. That's how I discovered that that language actually existed and educated my ignorant white ass. <laughs> like, oh, is that what that is? Wow. Well, this is where the, the playlist is going to get funky. Well, mine is funky uh-huh. to begin with. Um, yeah. Now we go off a of left field and we, we go into the other half, half of my lineage. Uh, La Tutora by Shakira. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. It, it was either going to be that or do Host, but I mean, I'd rather do that one live. Sure. So, so we're going to have a super sexy Shakira song. That's okay. Ooh, on the list. 
<laughs> Someone asked me how I felt about Shakira, and I said all over. And I, I really hoped. <laughs> yeah, that woman. Mm. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yep. Yeah. Understood. There's not many women that can turn me. <laughs> yeah. And that She's would be one. one. And that yeah. would be one. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. The last song you listened to. This is cheating. It's respite by the, on the spital fields and like ghosts. Come on. Oh, it's a question. Yeah, well, that's the last uh, one. Go ahead. You're going to sing? No, that, that's it. Uh, Mine is Desire by Meg Myers. Me and Amy just discovered this one like last month. Hot fucking song. And when I mean fucking, I don't mean, I mean fucking as a verb. As a verb, not an adjective. (laughs) Okay. A song that gets stuck in your head. How do I answer this? All those songs listed. Okay, you know song. Okay, I don't like Mondays uh, by uh, Boomtown Rats. Which <laughs> the song is about a school shooting. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a pop hit. I, I don't know what to tell you, folks. But the way <laughs> I sing it. The way I, Kelly and I used to sing it was because Roscoe didn't like taking a bath. So you would sing it as, I don't like bath time. Tell me why. Because <laughs> the fucking nerds. Okay. It's fine. I get it. Uh, I get it. Katie just says, Thinking uh, with my dick by Kevin Gates and Juicy J. <laughs> <laughs> David Dragon said Barbie girl. Yeah, that's an earworm and a half. I am a Barbie right. girl. Uh, uh, my my brain plays like radio anyway. I wake up every morning and a different song is stuck in my head that I got to hear first thing in the morning. And that happens frequently throughout the day. But lately, the one that's stuck in my head is a, a Viking metal song. Go ahead. What? No, no. Finish what you're saying. Oh. It's a Viking metal song called Soldier of Heaven by Sabaton. I know Sabaton. I know a little bit of Sabaton. Nice. Yeah, Viking, metal, Viking metal gets stuck in my head a bit. Nice. <laughs> uh, see, a lot of these are hard for me to answer towards the end because, and this, and before somebody goes, well, I do that too. No, no, this isn't like a once in a while thing. I will do this all day. Every minute of the day, every hour of the day, every like somebody says a simple sentence and I will sing a song in my head on Mm -hmm. an innocuous word in that sentence. Yeah. All the time, all day. And sometimes I'll sing it out loud and people are like, why are you singing that? Mm -hmm. You just said this. And you're like, what? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. No, I, I, I'm the same. Or if I'm driving and I'll look at the license plate ahead of me, I'll see a word that immediately yeah. go into a song. Like, yeah, yeah, my brain is like a radio. It's constantly turning to another song. 
Absolutely. I'm glad I'm not crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, I might be. But... Well, we might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jinx. You owe me a oh, Never mind. I got a Coke. We're good. We're not sponsored by this. No. And Pay us, Coke. This isn't free. I got. I, this isn't paid for either. It's, it's free. This is a Coca-Cola product, right? Sprite? Yes. No, that's Pepsi. Mm. Damn it. Is it? Sprite is a Pepsi no, product. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola company. Yeah, seven ups of Pepsi product. Oh, yeah, that other one. Pay me my money. Pay me my money. All white cash. sodas look alike. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that tastes okay. alike, too. Uh, yeah. A popular song you dislike. Anything by you, too. Next. I wrote anything by the White Stripes. Ouch. Yeah, all right. Sorry. Yeah. I can't stand them. Can't imagine why. All right. A song you like to dance to. I don't dance. No, um, I don't do the Macarena all day or the electric slide. <laughs> I don't care. You know, when you go to a wedding and most of you sit in the table miserable, I have fun. Okay. Okay. Uh, kiss the goat. That ghost. Me and Cole sing and dance to that while I cook dinner. Constantly. Wow. All the lyrics? Yes. Ah, nice. Oh, Cole emphasizes, emphasizes the whole do you too and the rest, the Satan, Lucifer part, emphasizes it. It ends with the, it's yeah, good. spectacular. Nice. Hey, baby. They're still performing that live, so good. Yeah, well, I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. What's that band that sucks? Volbeat. Volbeat, yeah, fuckers pieces of shit you weren't the only one that complained i saw like the next day i saw a bunch of tiktok videos showing that and i was like oh okay fuck. you nobody likes Volbeat. it's fantastic adrenalized by in this moment danny said yes that's what yeah she it's did. a very good danceable song uh in this moment did that cover of in the air tonight right mm-hmm yeah well at least they get points for that Remember, you said you had liked because she really picked up on the little nuances that Collins did. Yes. When he sang it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, okay. Take mm-hmm. that. Yeah, instrumentally it was questionable, but otherwise she picked up on everything. I mean, this, as critical as I am about that, because I'm mm-hmm. super, super, I try not to guess, I try not to guess like I got accused of it once because somebody was telling me something that wasn't fact at all. And I was like, no, this is what happened. I'm like, you're just gaslighting. I'm like, bitch, fact, this is what happened. Don't argue with me. I'm right. There's three things we don't argue about with me. And I know I'm right. And that's one of them. Not that hard. Um, <laughs> we stopped talking for a couple of days. But, um, 
that song is all about like you can't top that one and i'm sorry people are like you're biased it's phil Collins. that song was used by the boss at atlantic records when a band would come in they play their single he goes that's a great song but do it more like this and he play in the air tonight as if they didn't know the song right so it's mm-hmm. like as critical as I am of covers, that one is the least bothersome to me. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, what do you, you can't just rip it. My favorite cover of that album is Lil Kim's, and it's just a sample, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, well, I mean, that's pretty much what you got to do with that song. Like, uh, yeah, but you like the rap? Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, oh, not a white person. What am I going to do? The great cover. It's my favorite cover of that song. It's great. And in this moment, it's a good second place. I'm critical. Plus, she's really hot. Yes, she is. Yeah. I'm critical. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. A song you daydream to. I don't know what they really meant by this. I'm skipping this. I hate it. Okay. 26 questions. Got it. Uh, can I can I save it? I can save this one. Yeah. I can't answer what song that I daydream to because I mm-hmm. daydream to everything. Mm-hmm. That's not that's cheating. I'm ADD. I'm ADHD. I'm you know sit here and I'll be watching something and think about a hypothetical situation in my head and lose five minutes of my day. Um. Before I started partaking, back into partaking of the demon uh, lettuce or whatever the hell they call it, I don't know. Um, I remember very vividly and very clearly listening to the Smashing Pumpkins song. I was listening to a door. And I'm not, I have no alcohol or any substance in my body. I'm alone in my, this was years ago, alone in my room. On a cold winter night, there's no night lights. There's no lights on in the room. There's no lights. There's no night light. And my eyes closed and just chilling with the album. And for Martha, the end, you, you know that. Do you know the song? Yeah. I, think, I don't know. You, you know how it fades out and it fades back in with just like a symphony of guitars? Yeah. In that moment, no pun intended, I saw things. With my eyes closed. As if I had an out-of-body experience. I wasn't looking at myself, but I just saw colors and pictures and things and places. And then, as if I telescoped, I was back in my body. And is that a daydream? Yes. <laughs> that's, I, that's how I answer that. I can't answer in any other way. That's the only... That's it. And I've listened to music under the influence and I've never had that experience. And that right there, um, that happened, and it's never happened again. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Well, then, if we're going to do something similar to that, then... That's our way I'm, to answer it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, then I'm going to go with how soon is now by the Smiths? Okay. Because I had a very 
well, I don't want to say outer body experience like you because it wasn't like that, but very whoa type of experience. Yeah, I, like that, that, like I just said. Yes, we, I mean, mine wasn't the demon lettuce. Mine wasn't either. Oh, okay. Well, um, no, no, no. My, my. I was saying mine you. was another. Mine was another thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! My the 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 that story I just told, I was mm -hmm. there was zero substances in my body. Oh well, there was one in mine. Oh, okay. Well, counts. Chucky Dumbala even said, "I want to have what you're taking." I'm like, I didn't, I didn't have anything that day. I don't, I cannot explain to you why that happened. I don't know if that was another paranormal experience. Had a few of those too. That's it another. It could be because there, you know, certain melodies can put you in that trance-like state. It's, I've tried to trust me. I have tried to recreate it. I've put that song on, put headphones on and just gone. But because I'm trying to, I mm -hmm. can't find that again. If I yeah. wasn't trying. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Hi, Chucky, right. by the way. Hi, Chucky. Santiago. A song Santiago you like to sing. Here. Okay, I can't answer this. And I'm going to the Genesis route. Kiss my ass, everybody. Uh, but I'm going solo. Uh, Red Rain by Peter Gabriel. I'm answering this on the, like, what song do you like to sing? And what, why do you, like, it's fun for you to sing in that way. Like, what mm -hmm. song do you like to sing? Because you sound good. Red Rain is a great vocal performance. And I like doing that vocal performance. I will sing that song. I, I just love that song. I, that's it. I love to sing that song, which is about murder. So fun time. <laughs> Any eighties Madonna. Of course, yeah. Any eighties Madonna, uh, particularly borderline. If we're going a karaoke route, that is my go-to karaoke song. But if we're going to be singing in the house while cooking, it's usually. Um, uh, open your heart or what's the other one? Causing a commotion. Uh, yeah. A anything 80s Madonna specifically. All of her other stuff I still love. <laughs> Forever. But 80s Madonna particularly I will belt my heart out to. No surprise. And that is the last one on the list. Well, 26 out of 28. Very nice. <laughs> well, May I, uh... We're just stupid. No, we're kind of stupid. Can I, um... Yeah, we can end it. Go ahead. I want to end this on a music news thing. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you know the Kiss song Plaster Caster? Yeah. You know that's about an actual person? No. Okay. Well, let's take a let's let's have a little lesson. Uh, Cynthia Albritton passed away uh, two days ago at the age of seventy-five. I think uh, she is the inspiration for the song "Plaster Caster." She was called Cynthia Plaster Caster. Albritton uh, was an artist that would. Take plaster cast of uh, cocks. Oh. Of famous people or friends, including Gene Simmons, Jimi Hendrix, and 
Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, she also did the breasts of uh, female artists and other things, but like the names in here of uh, the number of penises and boobies that she has is uh, pretty staggering. And because I've searched this, I've seen a lot of plaster caster penises in the last couple of days. Uh, I just thought that was interesting because I, I learned that this week when she passed. Preston and Steve covered that in the music news. Had no idea who this, that, that was. a. I just knew it was a song. And boy, did that put a whole new spin on that song. <laughs> plaster caster, grab a hold of me faster. If you want to see my love, just ask her. Damn. Well, damn. Damn. All right, Gene. I just, you know, hey, you know what? She made a living out of uh, castering and just seeing a lot of private, seeing a lot of chicken balls and boobies. So, hey, we can all dream. Rest in peace. Plaster stars. I'm putting that on the list. Hell yeah. Plaster casters. Like, that completely ruined the song for me. I'm like, oh, it's uh, okay. Wow. Now, and now that I think about it, you know, when now that you know, or now that I know, it's like, well, what did I think that song was about? What the fuck does that even mean? That's a good oh, okay. point. Yeah, because for years you listen to it, and I'm like, oh, what is he talking about? Yeah. I, on a more innocent level, I, you know, I, I always tell the story about Home by the Sea, one of my favorite Genesis songs, and it didn't occur to me until mid-2000s actually listening to it go it's not just the ghost story it's a effed up story about these people breaking into a home and once they get in there the ghosts are like and eh, well now you're staying now you're one of us congratulations welcome well i'm like oh prince yeah little yeah girl well singing, yeah oh, little girl singing little red corvette i'm like this guy really likes cars yeah yeah that's what he likes and then get older and you're like, oh, oh, oh the Trojans, that's a condo. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, but yeah. then when you listen to it again, you go, well, what the hell did I think this meant? Right. Same thing with Home by Sea. I'm like, why did, what else would I assume that is? Duh. Mm-hmm. Songs are not simple. Songs, songs are art, folks. Anyway, I'm done. And we are too in general. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Manic Mixtape, where we went down an Instagram list of 26 songs all about music. It was 28, but two of them were just redundant. Damien just said turning Japanese and Shebop. Yeah, never mm. knew Shebop was about the female Diddlin. <laughs> Sang that one a lot. Yeah. Oh, they're both about self-stimulation? Yeah. Why did you just not just say masturbation? Self-stimulation. Auto-erotic exhilaration. Let me, read, let me read these lyrics. Hold on. For which one? Turning Japanese. I know Shebop is. Well, yeah, because when... Okay. I don't want the camera on me for this. But, you know, when most guys, you know, hit their peak, you have to look up. They, they You know, and your face kind of scrunches. <laughs> Oh, 
Got it. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got me turning up and down. You got me turn up and down. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that concludes this episode of Medic Mixtape. Thank you for joining in and listening. We'll be back soon. I don't want to look at the calendar right now. Soon. Yeah, 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 screw it. Yeah. Uh, or <laughs> do not forget to check out what? What's we'll up? be back soon. <laughs> do not forget to check out our companion playlists for every episode, including this one, which is going to be a whole modge podge of things. And it's going to be fantastic because it's just like our brains. Uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Viva Foxy Foxy, V I B A F O X Y F O X X Y, and Dan Law 83. <laughs> we, he has a new toy, and I love every yeah. minute of it. Yep. All right. That is it. Those songs are about masturbation. You need to start using it with inappropriate things to make it epic. That is our show. Uh, <laughs> we will uh, talk to you guys next time. Bye.